This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Olu George Ministries presents Focus on Freedom Podcast. We're covering the face of the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. Welcome to an encounter with timeless, transcendent, and triumphant truth. Here's your brother, friend, and messenger, Alu M. George. We have been meditating on the subject of Jesus, our magnificent obsession the title of my latest book. So I'm teaching from that book. I would like you to get a copy of this book if you can. As of today, you can get it if you contact me on olujorgeministries.global. I'll have the book couriered to you and I'll tell you the cost. But if you cannot do it today, from the 1st of September, for a cost of $1 only, less than 20 rand, you can buy an electronic copy of this book from Amazon or directly from our website, ulujorgeministries.global. This book tells the story of my life, how I experienced a personal revival, renewal, and rediscovery of who Jesus is and his place in my life. You know, in Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will let me in, I will come in and I will sup with him. I will fellowship with him. I rediscover that Jesus has been locked out of many a life. Jesus Christ has been locked out of many ministries. Jesus has been locked out of most, many, many churches. Let me not say most. And so I'm not just trying to sell a book. I'm trying to sell you an encounter. I'm trying to sell you a personal revival, a personal renewal, a personal re-enlightenment, a personal rediscovery of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. My life has changed. The total focus of my ministry has changed. The things that grieve me have changed. The things that excite me have changed. My whole philosophy of ministry is completely transformed. My paradigm for success in life is completely different. When I came to rediscover the Messiah, even though I already knew him as a teenager, when I came to re-experience him again, it was like being born again all over again. And I could identify with the Apostle Paul when he says in Philippians 3, 10 to 11, and I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus. You know, I listen to many preachers. No, I I don't really listen, but I, I, I hear snippets from many preachers. And they preach about all kinds of things, finances, marriage, uh, success in, in, in business, success in ministry, uh, mental health. And all of it should be about Jesus. Jesus should be at the center of it all. Everything should revolve around him. Because if Jesus is at the center, the health will be right. 
the wealth will be right. Success will come, God's kind of success. Um, there is good success, there is not so good success, there is bad success, there is satanic success. There is a success that allows you to say, that requires that you sell your soul to the devil. That is not good success, that is bad success. So Paul says, I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus. Have you had an experience with Jesus lately? I believe it was John, John Wesley who said, I have had experiences in prayer that greatly alarm me. Have you had any experiences with Jesus? Or do you have a mental accent? Do you have an intellectual uh, acquiescence? You, you just agree mentally that Jesus is uh, somebody great. Have you met him personally? Has he touched your heart? Has he set your soul on fire? Has he shown you how wonderful he is, how beautiful, how desirable? Have you found the pearl of great price? Paul continues, I long to know the wonders of Jesus, to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection at work in me. I want to be with him, one with him in his sufferings. Most people don't want to suffer today. But the greatest honor and privilege is to suffer for Christ. Not to suffer for foolishness, not to suffer for bad behavior, not to suffer for foolishness nor stupidity or sin, but to suffer for righteousness sake is the greatest honor. The apostles understood that when they were flogged for preaching about Jesus, they went rejoicing to their company. They prayed, the Holy Ghost came down, the building shook. Paul says, I want to experience, I want to be one, I want to identify with his sufferings. I want to become like him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. The flogging of Jesus at the pillar has a, an impact on our lives today. His being crowned with thorns has an impact on our lives today. He's been spat on. His, his whiskers being plucked out. The embarrassment, the shame, the exposure, the burial, the, the, the brutal nailing to the cross, all of it should have a direct effect on our spiritual lives in 2023. His sufferings, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, we can be identified with all these realities by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Paul craves. I want to be one with him. I want to see through his eyes. I want to hear through his ears. I want to be his voice. I want my hands to be the means for his touch. This is my goal. This is my highest honor. If I ever go by the way of the grave and my opinion matters in what they say, what, what my headstone says, I'm not 100% certain I'll go by the way of the grave. I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious I might go by the way of the rapture. But if I go by the way of the grave, I would like for them to say simply, he loved much. That's all the accolade I want. That's all the recognition I want. That's, that's the title I want. I have friends who want to be doctors and reverends and bishops and archbishops and apostles. I, I just want the title, He Loved Jesus. And I want heaven to say that. 
not men. Because men may think and heaven may know that I didn't love Jesus. That would be the greatest tragedy of my life, to get to heaven and to be told, you didn't love me, you just used me. I I do not ever want to hear those damnable words from the mouth of the Messiah. So, Jesus, our magnificent obsession. I can't help myself. He is the center of my heart, the center of my joy, my heartbeat, my hope for the future, my memory for time past, my dream. He is my victory. He is my success. He is my breakthrough. He is my salvation. He is my song. He is my testimony. In previous conversations, I have attempted to answer the question, who is this Jesus? And I realized to answer that question, you and I may not have enough time. This broadcast is 20 plus minus minutes. Who is Jesus? The Muslims say, oh, he's just a sage. He's just a great prophet. In fact, the greatest of prophets, but not the son of God, certainly not God. The Muslims say, we love Jesus. We believe in Jesus, but he didn't die on the cross. Judas was crucified in his place, and God made it look like it was Jesus that was crucified because the the mind of a religious man could never see the king of glory abandon his crown in heaven, step out of eternity into this fallen, broken, imperfect, cursed system. Be born not in a five-star hotel, but in a manger with smelly sheep. And then choose willingly to embrace the extreme uh, crucifixion of the cross. A mode of execution so terrible that Cicero thought it was unacceptable that a Roman citizen should be subjected to such. A religious mind will never do that. No God, no prophet, no apostle before Jesus showed up would ever do that. As a matter of fact, before Jesus went to the cross, he was on the Mount of Transfiguration and he spoke with Moses and Elijah. I've heard a preacher say, and I tend to agree that they were, in fact, the Bible says they were discussing his impending death. They were actually discussing his impending death. And this great Bible expositor says he was sure that Moses was saying to Jesus, you're going to die, go to that cross. You're going to die like a criminal. You're going to be exposed, stripped, totally naked. Don't believe those images of Jesus you see on the cross in religious houses. He was stripped naked. The children came to play with his manhood and spat on him and cursed him. You performed all these miracles. You can't even save yourself. What kind of son of God are you? The ultimate betrayal. All his apostles, including Peter, who had bragged, I will never deny you at the cost of death. He didn't just deny him. He did it thrice. And he had to curse to prove to a teenager, a teenage girl, that he never knew Jesus. To the new age, Jesus is an energy, a force. To the historian, he was uh, a lowly carpenter, 
in what they call Palestine. To many people, he is many things. But he is the bright and morning star. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Logos. He is the logic of God, the logic of heaven. He is the bread of life that came from heaven. He is the water of life that came to quench the thirst. He is the reason for the season to give us a purpose for our meaningless, boring, colorless, insipid lives. He is a wonder to our soul. The prince of all the rulers of the earth. He is the son of God and the son of man. He is beautiful. Ah, he is powerful. Seas, storms, steal when he commands them to. Anytime he attended the funeral, it turned into a party because the dead will come back to life and without much drama. Anytime he looked up to heaven, miracles poured down like when he took five loaves in his hands with 5,000 men apart from women and children, possibly 20,000 people, looked up to heaven and 12 baskets were taken from the crusade grounds. Some people say, well, that, that should have gone to the apostles. I don't think so. I think it went to the boy who gave his meal and the apostles helped him carry those baskets home. Every time he looked to heaven, miracles fell like rain. He looked to heaven at the foot, at the front of the tomb of Lazarus. And he says these familiar words, Father, thank you because you hear me always. And then he looked, he lifted up his voice and ordered the man who had been dead four days to come back to life. Do you know that that Jesus is still the same today? Do you know he is the same? According to Hebrews 13 verse 8, he is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same forever. Whatever he did yesterday, he can do today. He will still do tomorrow. He does not change. There's no shifting shadows with him. His power has never diminished. His kingdom has never reduced. He will never be voted out of office. He is powerful. He rules over the forces of life and the forces of death. Jesus is the most consequential human that ever walked the earth. They call his name wonderful. They call his name counselor. They call his name Everlasting Father. They call his name the Prince of Wholeness. And from a ragtag army of 12 illiterate, untrained, uneducated, in theology or any kind of education, blue-collar men without an army, without the internet, without technology, he's saving souls in the billions And he is still saving souls today. He is fascinating. He's amazing beyond belief. The world has never seen anything like him. The world will never see anything after him. He lived for 30 years to prepare for a ministry of three and a half years. We would rather live for, prepare for a ministry of 30 years in three and a half years. But he lived 30 years in preparation to do ministry for three and a half years, and the world has never recovered, will never recover from his impact.
Has any name been more hated than the name of Jesus? Has any name been more despised? Has any name been more blasphemed? Have you ever seen people on television take the name of Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, in vain? Have you ever seen anyone on, on television take the name of Buddha in vain? No, it's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Christ. Yet, his power has never diminished. He is not just loving. He is love. A rich man came to him and asked him, "How? what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Jesus said, well, obey all the laws. Obey the prophets. He said, I've kept all these laws from my youth. And Jesus, knowing him more than he knew himself, and knew his addiction to mammon, his, his, his slavery to the tyranny of mammon, the spirit behind commerce and profit and increase and, 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 and crony unrestrained capitalism, not true capitalism, crony capitalism, the spirit of mammon. He says, go sell everything you have and come follow me. And what he did, Bible says he looked at him and loved him. Oh, he loves the lovable. He loves the unlovable. The Bible says, when we were yet haters, when we were yet sinners, when we were yet mockers, when we were yet despisers, when we were blasphemers, when we wanted nothing to do with him, he died for the weak. He died for the ungodly. When we, were, when we had nothing in the natural that we could add to him or his cause or his kingdom, he added to us. And even after Peter denied him three times and influenced the rest of the disciples to abandon the mission and go back to their fishing business, they struggled to catch a fish all night. They caught nothing. And Jesus was there on the beach preparing breakfast for them. What king in history would abandon his glory and become a servant? to his own creation, to his own subjects. And so he, ha he asked them, have you guys caught any fish since you refuse to remember when I borrowed your boat many, many moons ago? And after preaching, I asked you, throw your net to the right side. And you did. And you caught so much fish. Your nets were breaking. Your boats were sinking. Since you didn't realize that I am the author of you and fish, I'm the author of commerce. The devil has no original creation. Well, have you caught anything? And once again, he brought in a supernatural harvest that brought Peter on his knees. Jesus was not just loving. He was love itself. Love personified. Love epitomized. Love in action. He is transcendent. He is worthy. He is worthy of our affection. He is worthy of our obsession. He is worthy of our fascination. He is worthy of our devotion. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of any sacrifice. He is worthy of any cost. Following Jesus sure is costly.
but he is worth it all. If you gave up a whole lifetime of achievement, of enjoyment, of, 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 of travel, of education, if you gave up a whole lifetime of pleasure to follow him, you would have gained the most valuable of all. That was what Paul did. He says, the things that used to be valuable to me, the things that used to be, the things we boasted and bragged about, the things we would kill to have, today I consider those like dog dung. I want to speak to you in the next teaching about the four square Jesus. Still trying to answer the question, who is this Jesus? He is my friend. He is my brother. He is my Lord. He is my master. He is my savior. He is my God. He is my guide. He is my help from now even to the end of the age. If by any means you don't know Jesus personally, if your experience or your knowledge of him is purely intellectual, not experiential, I command you now in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, fall on your knees and lift up your hands in holy surrender. Jesus, I give you my all. I give you all of me, my past, my present, my future. Wash me with your blood. I believe in my heart you died for my sins. I embrace all that you did for us on that cross. Let the Holy Ghost identify me, engraft me, plant me, plug me into your sufferings, your death, your burial, your resurrection, your ascension, and your enthronement in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in the name of Jesus. Maybe you knew him but you have drawn back, you have moved away, you have slidden back. Come back home for earnestly and tenderly. Jesus is calling. Come back home. Come back to your first love. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to Focus on Freedom Podcast. For more information, please visit olugeorgeministries.global or send a WhatsApp inquiry to plus 2781-300-6633. Also, like, subscribe and share our content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. See you next time. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.